when heaven is about to confer a great responsibility on any man, it will exercise his mind with suffering, subject his swoons and bones to hard work, expose his body to hunger, put him to poverty, place obstacles in the paths of his deeds, so as to stimulate his mind, harden his nature, and improve whatever he is incompetent. Welcome to another momentary mindfulness. Or you could get all Nietzsche, Neshi, Nijachi. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Ugh. We've all heard that one before. Shit, that's old news. That ain't nothing but a meme now. <laughs> Whoo, it's been a wild couple weeks. It's them holidays kicking in, you know what I mean? I was in Florida last week and I was going to do a momentary mindfulness. I'm sorry, I'll, let me explain. I was with my family, man, and I got super tired and you know, it was nighttime, it was late, everyone was in bed, I was going to try to do it, and I was like, man, I'm about to half-ass this shit so hard, and I was like, oh, I could just not do it, so I decided not to do it, and have an actual vacation where I didn't do much, even though I still did edit the podcast and release it, the main ones, you know, the main ones, what I'm talking about, so here I am, I'm back, and we're back in the book, The Happiness Hypothesis, Chapter 7, The Uses of Adversity. And what I love is like at the beginning, he breaks down that idea that, you know, in so many different traditions and faiths, you know, it talks about God writing the destiny of our, uh, uh, on our foreheads of each child, right? And I remember hearing that when I was a pastor and really thinking that like there was this destiny before me. And then he was like, suppose on the day that your child is born, he's give, you're given these two gifts, right? One's a, a pair of glasses that allows you to read your child's future. The other is a pencil that allows you to edit it. And let's even suppose, you know, if you're a believer of any sort, that, that, that your God gave you full permission, permission to use this, that you weren't playing God, that he, he was going to allow you to do this. What would you do? Would you read that future list? At age nine, the best friend dies of cancer at 18, your kid graduates high school, top of their class. At 20, there's a car accident while drunk driving that leads to an amputated leg. At 24, your child becomes a single parent. At 29, they marry. At 32, they publish a successful novel. But then at 33, a divorce and so on. I mean, how painful would you find it if you could see your child's future suffering written before you? And as a parent, and as a parent myself with a almost three-year-old, I almost couldn't resist the urge to cross off all the traumas and to correct those self-inflicted wounds. But we have to be careful, right? Because those good intentions could make us worse. I mean, if Nietzsche, however you want to say his name, is right, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? I mean, I look back at all of the shit I've been through and it's made me me in some sort of weird way. And all those terrible stories are, you know, while I was living them felt extremely prolonged, they're now just tidy little stories. And listen, I don't want to negate the idea of PTSD, right? There are some traumas and things that happen in our life that can leave us changed and, and suffering and maybe 
a, a less strengthened way, right? Where we're more afraid to uh, traverse life and we have these stressors now and blah, blah, blah. What I find interesting about this chapter as we dig into it in the next few weeks, that maybe there's a little balance, a little common theme we're seeing here, right? That life's about balance. It's about the balances. But, you know, my son this morning, he slammed his door or slammed his fingers in the door for the first time. And I was so bummed. And then my wife even admitted, and it wasn't actually that bad. I'll say he didn't even really cry. He just kind of like, hand hurt. But uh, my wife said, you know, I saw it. I saw it coming and I let it happen because he needs to learn. And I was like, at first, a little frustrated. But moments later, I realized, damn, she's right. I, sh- I should, I have to let my kid go through suffering and I'm fucking terrified, but that's a part of life. It helps bring awareness and gratefulness for when the times aren't so shitty. And so I don't know what you're going through this week or this past month or this past year or what you will go through before the end of the year or what lies ahead for you in 2020. All I know is it seems like in some sense adversity is needed in this reality to make us a better version of ourselves. So don't get so bummed out. Maybe even learn to smile through the experience. It's much easier said than done, trust me. (laughs) That's it for me. I appreciate you so much. This is just a moment of fucking mindfulness. Until next week. Peace and love, digital friends. Peace and love.